the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And joining me on today's show to jam about the college football national title game action is Andrew Cayley, senior publishing editor for Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley. That's C-A-L-E-Y. Andrew, great to have you back on the show. Great to be back. Thanks for pronouncing my last name correct, first of all, as well. A lot of, I get a lot of Callies and Kellys and all these things, but Cayley is the correct pronunciation. So thank you. You are welcome. So, you know, what I actually do is the first time I had you on the show, you said the right way to say it. And then I actually uh, spelled out the pronunciation with a hyphen, and that's a little behind the scenes trick for any of you hosts out there is sure. write out the enunciation of names because credibility is so important. And all I do is copy and paste it every time because mm -hmm. I want to make sure I get your name correct. So thank you. We're going to be jamming about the national title game, but first I want to talk about something, and that is the Covers Editorial Staff College Football Bowl Poll. And this is something that uh, we did before the bowl season started, you and I participated in, and I'm very proud to say oh. one of us oh. on this podcast <laughs> ended up being the winner, the champion, with a record of 25 and 14, 64%, yours truly was crowned champion of the covers editorial staff bowl poll. And I beat you. You were on my heels the entire time. You finished with an extremely blazing 23 and 16, 58% for the entire bowl season. And there's a few things that I want to get into about this, but I won't take up all there. I'll let you For, say something right now. Congratulations. It's really impressive. There's nothing more difficult than, like you said, we got these bowl picks in, I think, December 15th or something like that. Like, a bunch of the lines changed really drastically, and and that's just something you deal with when you're doing a contest like this. And it's uh, to hit at that rate that you hit at was really impressive. And that ending was so exciting. Of course, uh Rob had his alma mater come through for him on the final, the final bowl of the season, Miami of Ohio, securing that cover in the most um, nail-biting way possible, I would say. When, what were you thinking when that uh, snap flew over his head? I was really thinking, are they going to run this back for a touchdown? Because I was on the wrong side of Stanford Northwestern. I was on the wrong side of the 49ers Cardinals, both games being how in the world did this last play just happen? And so for those that don't know, Miami is a 14-point dog in this game, and they're down 10 in driving. Uh, it was really a two-play sequence. Yep. One – uh, Miami throws an interception and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the end of it because they're going to be in plus territory and they're going to score. Boom, pass interference. Next play, 70-yard bomb down to the one-yard line. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> there's like two minutes and 30 seconds left. I'm like, they score a touchdown here. There's no way they don't cover. Over. <laughs> they cover. I win the bowl poll. 
So first down pass, and I'm like, that's horrible. Second down pass, that's horrible. And I'm like, what in the world are you guys doing? <laughs> Third down, of course, they're like, let's run. Well, of course, everybody knows that. Louisiana knows they're going to run. They stop them. So now it's fourth down on the one. And one thing that drives me nuts, and I don't care what team it is, in any short yardage situation, I do not like being on the shotgun. Fourth and inches, fourth and one from the one. Why would I'm you the snap way. the ball five yards back? Because we've seen how inevitably you know the defense is stacking the box. You know they're going to be going all out mass pressure. So there's so many things that can go wrong. R running what back did Miami of Ohio do? <laughs> Miami <laughs> center decided to snap the ball, except it wasn't <laughs> going to go in the air. He literally turboed it. 30 yards the other direction in the ground as this is happening i'm literally watching and i'm like is louisiana gonna pick this up because this is the next part of when these crazy plays happen does someone try and pick it up and run it because of course yep. the running back's gonna try and run it 27 yards on a fumble in does he miss it does a lineman miss it thank god miami jumped on it for only a 30 yard loss it made me want to throw up it was oh, I was I was screaming at my TV for sure. I wanted I wanted it so bad. But once again, congratulations! I was kind of looking forward to coming on here and being like, "What were we gonna do?" Like if Clemson won the national championship, you would pick Clemson to win the national championship as a, as a pick'em for the outright thing. So I had Ohio State, and they had lost. Obviously, I was interested in seeing what we were gonna do if Clemson did win. What the tiebreaker was gonna be which is actually all of the things that we're going to talk about. So before we get to that, I actually want to go to the beginning. So while I did win this at a crazy high number, I'll let you in on a little secret. I did not want to participate in this. <laughs> and here's why. I emailed Brandon and Jason, and they're like, hey, we're doing a covers, editorial, pick them. Uh, everyone submit their picks by December 15th which, by the way, is before any of the bowl games started, before mm -hmm. any information is out. So, of course, I want to have some fun, but I wrote them back saying, listen, I don't think that this is the best idea for several reasons. <laughs> One, uh, I take very seriously the platform that we've been given. So I'm very authentic wins or losses in everything that I do. And I also know that people do play our picks whether we tell them to or not, when yep. you find a podcast that you like that can give you informed betting information, people are going to play that. So what I did not want is for me, who was going to be out of my process, and I think this is the biggest thing I had issue with, is we were picking games on December 15th. The Miami game was almost a month later. <laughs> yep. So we yep. don't know injuries. We don't know who's playing. Who's like playing. a game like Alabama-Michigan, how many Alabama players are not playing. So – from an information standpoint, we don't it's have difficult. everything. And our, credi our credibility is attached to this. So going into this, what I did not want, certainly in my first year of this podcast as the host, I did not want to build all this positive momentum with the community up <laughs> only for my non-process picks to somehow come and it's like Rob's in last place and no joke. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to get in last place because we <laughs> see how difficult this is. Yeah. Nonetheless, I submitted my picks begrudgingly, and as fortune <laughs> would happen, it was the greatest thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> so I want to know, what was your process like for this? Because now let's try and help on the success side, because I'm traditionally very good at polls, things like this, because I'm strategic. 
and I'm very intentional about it. But how did you do this knowing that there was not much information out? Um, you have to go by what you've seen for the most part. Like you said, it's very, very difficult. Um, and it's, it's even more difficult if you haven't watched college football. Not many people know who the Charlotte 49ers are and who they played. And most people probably can't name the conference they're in. But if they're going up against Buffalo, which was the first bowl of the season, and I've watched I've, I've watched too much Maxion this year. That's a bit of a problem, too. <laughs> but, like, that's that's the joy of the Maxion games being on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. I'm a little more familiar with a team like Buffalo, and I know that a mid- to high-level Maxion team is going to be significantly better than a Sunbelt team right now. Um, there's a few other things. Um, I love situations where – there's a coach, a first, I love first year coaches in situations who are using bowl games as motivation for recruits. So a guy like Mac Brown at uh, UNC, like I was all over UNC this year because I just loved, they, they had a really strong year, almost upset Clemson, all these good wins, comeback wins. It was a lot of fun for UNC this year. So you know he wants to go into that bowl game being like, let's end this season on a positive note. Let's get some new here and let's carry something over to the next season. There is a few, uh, Louisville is another team like that with a young first year head coach who had, they had just a, one of the worst seasons in history, the season before. And then the new coach comes in and just completely turns things around. They cover their bowl game. So love those situations. Also teams like Minnesota, um, uh, teams who are uh, like on the precipice of doing something re uh, really great. And they have a lot of their returning guys back. I know Minnesota is losing one of their very good uh, wide receivers this year, but they have um, uh, Bateman and uh, Tanner Morgan are both returning for that offense and they are going to be rowing that boat next year. I, I think as well. And a, a big win over a big team like Auburn really does a lot for, for their mentality heading into next season. But at the same time, there's a lot of lines. Like you said, you just, you just don't know. You don't know how teams are going to match up who have never faced each other. There's uh, conflicting styles. Uh, you just it, it's a lot of it's a lot of gut feel from watching a lot of college football. It's a it'd be a much more difficult thing to do if you hadn't watched any college football this season. I wouldn't say it's not like March Madness where you're just like, oh, my, all my ones are going through. I'm going to pick one at least two tens to be uh, to to advance sort of thing. And it's it's not that kind of uh, strategy. Right. So for me, one of the reasons why I'm a successful long term better is because I very much use confirmation. I pull what is out there. So as I've mentioned numerous times in my process, I look at a variety of different sources. Hey, who's on what? Who's on what? Based on my own confirmation. But guess what? Sometimes you don't watch a lot of Western Kentucky. No. And you're like, listen, we do this for a living and we're not watching a ton of Western Kentucky. And that's a lot of the different bowl games. Like how many people watched Miami of Ohio in Louisiana? Very few. So for me, the biggest challenge was I really only found about one source out there that had a pick on all of the bowl games. And it was from a credible place. So at least I had something to go off of. So what I really did is looked at the one opinion of someone that I respected and matched it up with my own for the process. And I think one of the biggest challenges is traditionally I want to get points. And I think that a college yeah. bowl poll – is different than everyday betting. 
because it's a one game scenario, not that I'm playing the percentages where I'm always going to take uh, a plus 14 or if the line may not be on because so much of what I saw in bowl season was really about who's going to win period and trying to formulate the best narrative overall around it. Woo! Before we get to the games from our friends at covers experts, Here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. Woo! And then let's get to the fact that I took Clemson as my pick to win the national title, which will be the segue into Clemson versus LSU that we're going to talk about. So the last thing was, who do you want to win the national title? And I was like, all right, I really think the Clemson Ohio state winner is the best team, but LSU has the easiest path. So yep. if you were to take LSU, boom, you have a significantly better shot because you took Ohio state. I took Clemson that game. Either one could have won it, yep. but at the end of the day, I took Clemson because they've been in the national title game three of the last four seasons, have a highly touted quarterback who is yet to lose. Uh, in, the history of the in the history of the college football playoff, a number one seed has never won the national title. So when looking at all this, oh, and oh, by the way, I traditionally have a contrarian mind. So, so when everybody <laughs> wants LSU, I'm like, what's the next best option? And I'm like, well, shit. If no one else is on Clemson, I guess I'll take the team that's been in the national title game three of the last four years. <laughs> and lo and behold, I was the only uh, person on covers to take Clemson as my pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was shocked about that, that we had one, two, three, four, five Ohio States, I believe, and two, three LSUs, and you were the lone, lone Clemson. I, I personally took – Ohio State, as uh, I thought Chase Young was the best player in the game, and I was going to go with the best player in the game in a game that was essentially a coin toss. I was on the same mindset. I was like, the winner, I think the winner of this team is the best team and is going to win the national title. And on top of that, I just didn't like Clemson coming into the game. We've talked about this in the past, their soft schedule. I know they have the pedigree of being a national championship, but football is a really difficult. It's not like basketball where you can, where you're like the warriors and they're just like, Oh, we hate the regular season. We're, we are still going to win 60 games to flip the switch and, and go win a championship. I think football is different, especially college football. When you go up, go up against an elite program and they got smacked in the mouth by Ohio state. And it was, so it was impressive to see them, uh, see them come back in that game. Obviously I think they, they probably lose that game if not for an interesting targeting call. But uh, uh, I digress. <laughs> well, well, but welcome to the results of football because you yeah. do. But if the kicker didn't miss three field goals, but that's the thing. That does happen. So yep. let's get to this. LSU laying five and a half, taking on Clemson over under on this game, 69 and a half. And right now there is heavy, heavy, heavy action all over LSU. It looks yep. like over 75% of the action is on them. It also looks like about 66% of the money so far on the over. So here's some things to frame this. In the title game, the last six underdogs have covered. Of those, three of them won outright. Coming into this, LSU is straight fire 
blowing yeah. out Oklahoma. Traditionally, if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, we like to fade teams coming off a big blowout win. Why perception is sky high. Now let's flip it over on the Clemson side of things. Clemson struggled mightily versus Ohio State. As you mentioned, many people think Ohio State is the team that should have won. So perception on Clemson is significantly lower right now. And we've seen this line before the semifinal games. The line was LSU minus one. I mean, mm. Clemson minus one. And now it is LSU minus five and a half. So we've seen almost a touchdown swing just because of one game right there. So I'm curious from you, what are your thoughts on the perception side of things? Because from a value and a sports better standpoint, LSU is super high, Clemson super low right now. But but you just said it. That's that's a touchdown swing from one game. So the value has to be with with the underdog, right? That's my my gut reaction is the value is with the underdog and. I think there's good reason for that. Like you said, they, Trevor Lawrence, 29 and 0. Like he's never he's never lost a football game in college. Like, and you're getting a touchdown. It's his all of his numbers are better than they were last year. He has the better run game in this game. He has the better offensive line. He has arguably almost as good. Like it's it's too much of a coin toss for this game to have a spread this large. Like I made a rule to myself early in the season that I was not going to fade Joe Burrow anymore because just everything he does has been so impressive. And he's like made me eat my words quite, quite often. So, but I'm, I'm going to end up fading them again, I think just because, and, it, and it's all to do with the number. Like if, if you tell me that LSU is going to go out there and win by two scores, like I won't be shocked. Like that's how, that's how good that offense is. That's how good Joe Burrow has been. It's, it's he's 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 been something special this year he makes all the throws his completion percentage is so ridiculously high um considering how large his yards per attempt is it I, i've never seen anything like it he makes all the throws but just like you said the values the values just with the underdog right now and i just don't see me getting off of that i'll probably sprinkle something on the clemson money line too because if, if they're in this game they're probably gonna have a chance to win the game too and uh, there's even more value there. We always preach, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And this I can think of that. I can think of no better scenario than to say, are you willing to get uncomfortable in backing Clemson? Are you kidding me? That's I like know, backing, it's weird. That's like backing <laughs> Alabama as an underdog. Like, because LSU's momentum has been so much like you. So because I took Clemson to win the national title, I'm rolling with that because I truly did believe that they can win the national title. So one, I'm definitely going to be on the money line. I've been on the lookout for it to jump up to six. It hasn't yeah. gotten there. It's been at five and a half the entire time. I think we're in a little bit of a lull until it gets closer to game time. I'm not it's expecting go this. Right, I agree 100%. So I'm going to be looking one, definitely Clemson money line. Uh, I'm also thinking about if I might be interested in buying some extra points with the juice to get that up to a touchdown. Um, yep. Traditionally, in the bowl games, I've been playing more money lines with the underdogs than yep. the numbers themselves because I think if you statistically bear it out, the underdogs win enough time to make up the difference between the spread and the money line. So mm -hmm. Clemson money line is my favorite pet in this. Uh, I don't see myself having action on the over-under, though. Uh, I'll side. If, if, like, gun to my head, I'll take the over. 
only because I think that's a, that's the number that I think is going to really go up. Um, our guy Patrick Everson in Las Vegas, there he's already said he uh, talked to some some bookmakers and he's heard that they expect it to be as high as seventy one five. So if you like the over, I would say go get it now because once that public the, the public money is just going to be all over the over. It's going to be like oh my gosh, it's it's Joe Burrow, it's Trevor Lawrence. These two are just going to sling it all game. It's going to be it's going to be fireworks the whole time. So that number, the public is going to bet the over. So if you like it, I would say get it as soon as possible. Here is the big opportunity in this game for me, in-game live wagering. Oh, yeah. So for the last three or four weeks, I've been hammering this on the podcast. I've literally just been sitting there during the games watching these lines. And because we're near the end of the season, the teams have something to fight for, both in bowl games as well as NFL playoffs. These games are going back and forth. And I really believe there's an inefficiency right now with the live betting lines because you're seeing lines move anywhere from three to six to seven points in one score. Now imagine yeah. what it would take for that to happen before the game starts. And all it is is one team goes up 7 nothing. So when looking at Clemson versus LSU, Clemson qualifies one thing. You've got a live dog. So mm. there is certainly the scenario for Clemson to go up 16 nothing, like Ohio State did, where you look at it and you're like, holy smokes, how in the world is this happening? But how good would you feel being like, all right, give me LSU plus 500 on the money line because they're down two scores, something like that. And you know they can come back. So I really think there's a big opportunity. One, look on the money line. Uh, if Clemson scores first, you may yeah. see LSU become an underdog. So the first score is going to be huge. If you like Clemson, there's also an opportunity if LSU gets the ball first for that number to go above a touchdown. Uh, I completely agree. Another thing I'm going to do just to uh, make it a little easier on myself this game, I'm going to make a little teaser play as well. I'm going to tease. I'm going to give myself even more points with Clemson. I'm going to tease them to 12, and I'm going to take. I'm going to take the over down to 63 and a half, and that's at minus 120, and that's almost the same as buying buying those, that point, which I would almost do as well. Like I was also thinking about taking them up to seven. I think seven's a pretty good number, but yeah, those, those live betting situations just it completely changes the way you watch football. You're, like you said, you can see LSU be an underdog in a matter of plays. And just if you have a feel for the game, like someone watching it does have the advantage over the book in that point, I would say. So, so there is some, there's some value to be had there. And I do want to say by no means is our leans any shade on LSU because no. there's a reason why LSU is amazing. Joe Burrow has been amazing. Their offense but from a betting mindset, I think I know me and then certainly you based on the way that we're talking here, we're looking for value. And with all things being equal, a coin flip, like for example, if Clemson were a one-point favorite in this game, we would be yeah. having a completely different conversation about exactly. the narrative. You'd be like, Joe Burrow getting points? Holy smokes, sign yeah, me up exactly. for that. Uh, I am worried um... – about one big thing for Clemson, and that's stopping Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hopefully I said that right. Um, if, Like I said before, if uh, J.K. Dobbins doesn't get hurt last week, that was, that was the other big thing. I think if J.K. Dobbins doesn't get hurt last week, Ohio State wins that game running away. Him being hurt in the second half just completely changed Ohio State's uh, game plan, and, it, it, and they looked – 
they looked like they were in trouble and they couldn't move the ball anymore. He went like J.K. Dobbins went over his rushing total in that game, which was a huge 128 and a half. He went over it in the first quarter, and like um, and like Dobbins, uh, Edwards Hilaire has come up big in LSU's biggest games uh, against Florida, Auburn, Alabama. He racked up 373 yards at like almost five and a half yards per carry. So if Clemson is not able to stop him, then Joe Burrow is just going to pick them apart and you could see, uh, you could see LSU covering this. So that's, that's something that needs to be addressed by Clemson. Definitely. But they have got the, the defense isn't as good as it was last year. That said, uh, but Brent Venables is the kind of guy that gets creative in the way he blitzes, and he doesn't necessarily have to get his guys to the quarterback, even though they they sack the quarterback. Clemson sacks the quarterback a lot. But all they have to do is make Burrow make some quicker decisions, than it, which uh, to this point, to his credit, he has done a pretty good job of making a quick decision and making the right decision. But if you do it enough, maybe you get him to make a bad one. So let's recap our action. For me, I'm going to be on Clemson Moneyline, and then I'm going to be very active on the live betting market. What about you? I'm going to take, I'm going to take Clemson with the six points. I'll probably buy them up to seven, seven and a half, two as well. Um, I'm going to tease, tease, do the little teaser to Clemson plus 12, over 63 and a half. Uh, there's a few more props here I like, too. There was a one prop that really stuck out to me was Trevor Lawrence's rushing total hit the board at 59 and a half. And I think that's all because of that one run he had last week. Like, he's obviously running as part of his game, but it's not. last week was certainly a part of the game plan to, I think, neutralize Chase Young in that run-pass option. And the option, most of the, more often than not, turned out to be him running the ball. And then, of course, he also had that huge run, which skyrocketed his, his total. But 59.5, he's only gone over that number twice this year. And I just don't see that being the game plan against LSU. So I really like the under of his rushing total here. And one thing that I recommend is that you follow both Andrew and myself on Twitter because we'll be before the game letting you know what our action is, as well as I'm going to be tweeting out live betting stuff. So, Andrew, where can everybody connect with you? You can find me on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. And I want to hear from you. What is on your college football national title game card? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. And also make sure to tag at covers. And every week I say it means so much to us when you subscribe, rate, and review because it helps with the discovery of this podcast. But more importantly, we are building a thriving community here. And I even tweeted this out. I dedicate my championship victory to the Sharp 600 community. <laughs> I did this for you. But I will give a shout-out to anyone on the show that gives us uh, a rating and review on iTunes. And we've got a lengthy one now, which I very much appreciate because it shows a lot of intention. And this one is from You Crazy Dog, who gave us five stars. It says, the number one sports betting podcast. Host Rob Cressy has done an exceptional job of somehow improving what was already one of the best sports betting podcasts out there by giving more long-term sports betting tips, tricks, and strategies while still dedicating 75% of the podcast to the big games this weekend. It's always 15 to 25 minutes long, which means it's always concise enough to catch the latest episode. 
Cressy is so friendly that he will respond to your direct questions via social media or on the pod, which is pretty rare. And Andrew, I know that you do the same, so I want to give you a shout out. <laughs> the podcast has a history of doing well too. Prior hosts have successfully predicted season win totals for the A's and Giants. The show has enough news and strong analysis that it is a worthwhile listen for everyone from the newbies to the grizzled gambling veterans. Last week, I cross-referenced this podcast with two similar shows, and guess what? Cressy's and his guest's analysis were right on point. No lazy narratives or mailing it in here. Cheers to covers for consistently approving the show. You're crazy, dog. I very much appreciate that. Your rating and review, thank you for being part of our community. And you nailed it. Like I said at the beginning, we don't mail it in. We want to give you the best information and tell you exactly how it is from us. That's why I was a little hesitant in the bowl poll. But thankfully, both Andrew and I delivered for everyone. Also, make sure to check into Bet America. When you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management.